uh, I hadn't hadn't planned on doing this. Um, if you just play a little, strum a little more, Aaron. I'm just going to read this. I'm going to kind of stand half facing you and half not because I'm kind of talking to Aaron. <laughs> you and I must be going through similar things, man, because I got similar verses in mind. I was reading through Philippians today as I was thinking about tonight, and um, Philippians is a hard book for me because it's all about joy. It's all about things I'm not good at. Uh, but I read this, and it, it made me think of your verses in 1 Corinthians. This is Philippians chapter 3. Remember, Paul, he's just given off all these things that make him who he is, right? He, he's just He's the best Jew there is, right? He's, he's a Benjaminite. He's a persecutor of the church. He's faultless in the law. He's, he's just this great man, right? And then he says in verse 7, But whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted as lost for the sake of Christ. I almost started crying when I read this earlier. I'm going to try not to now. We'll see. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And I count them but rubbish so that I may gain Christ and may be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own derived from the law, but that which is found through faith in Christ, the righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and listen to this, in the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained it or have already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus, we thank you tonight that you count us worthy to suffer with you. We thank you that we can be partakers and partake in the fellowship of your sufferings. God, tonight, even as we celebrate, we're reminded of, of the pain and the loss that's represented in this room, the grief that's on people's hearts. We thank you that your sufferings are so that we might attain to the resurrection from the dead and that our griefs are not in vain. They are not wasted, they are not pointless, but they actually lead us toward the upward call of God in Christ. Thank you. Thank you that we can be considered worthy to partake in your sufferings, Lord. Help us to do so with right hearts, with open hearts to hear from you, even as we grieve. Lord, we love you. Would you help us to be filled with joy? I, I need it. I struggle with it. Would you fill everyone in this room with the joy of your spirit? In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you for Wellspring. Thank you for everyone in this room. Thank you for all those represented who are not in this room right now, who we love, who've been a part of this community. 
even uh, the loss of one who, who's been a part of this community. God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you do and what you've done. And God, we were grateful for two years as Wellspring Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I appreciate, appreciate worship tonight. It's beautiful. Well, tonight, like I already uh, alluded to, uh, tonight is, is two years for Wellspring. So it's a celebration night. We started off kind of sad. Aaron, Aaron led us into the sad. And, and, and if Aaron's going to make a path into the sad, you know I'm going to follow it, right? <laughs> I mean, that's my, my proclivity anyway. I'm going to try and be joyous tonight because there's a lot of exciting things. Uh, <clears throat> as we open tonight, I'm going to do something I've done several times. So you guys who've been around pretty much the whole time have, have already heard it. I'm going to do it again anyway um, for our 13 podcast listeners or something. I don't know. Uh, but it's important to me. This letter that I wrote, uh, it was foundational for what this church was, what, it, what I wanted it to be. And I think it still rings true. So I'm going to read it again. I, I know I've read it before. I think I've read it on each anniversary. I think I've read it the first week on year one and now year two. I'm not planning on doing it every year forever, but this year at least. It says, Why Wellspring? Those who know me well know how important the concept of names are to me. Names are important because names are identity. We build our concept of ourselves around our name. So when it came time for me to think of a name for this church, I knew it would be an important decision. So why Wellspring? I think there are two major reasons for the name Wellspring. The first is that the presence of the Holy Spirit in the church has always been central to what makes the church the church. The Holy Spirit is consistently connected to the imagery of water in the scriptures. During my studies, I had three separate thesis ideas all surrounding the connection between the Holy Spirit and water in the Bible. This concept is very close to my heart. In Jeremiah 2, the Lord speaks about the evils his people have committed against him. The most heart-wrenching image in the passage relates the Lord to being a wellspring. The Hebrew word is most frequently translated as fountain. It says this, Jeremiah 2.13, For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the wellspring of living waters to hew for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns which can hold no water. What a tragic image. There is a wellspring of water to give sustenance and nourishment to God's people, but instead of drinking freely from it, they dig around in the muck to search for their own water and build their own wells. These wells that they have built cannot hold water and will never provide for them what they need. To me, that image is speaking about forsaking the presence of the living God in their midst, the Holy Spirit who dwelt among God's people. The remedy to forsaking God is to drink deeply from the wellspring of God's presence and to hear his voice in his word. The pursuit of hearing God's voice in the means he has provided for us to hear him will always be central to what wellspring is about. We need God's presence and we need to hear his voice, his revelation will always be indispensable for the life of the Christian. 
The second reason for the name Wellspring is the story of Jesus' encounter with the woman at the Wellspring, more commonly translated as simply well. The word that shows up here in the New Testament is the same word that shows up in the Greek translation of the Old Testament in Jeremiah 2, which we just read. John 4 is an exemplary story of Jesus' immense compassion and deep humanity. Jesus stops at a wellspring in Samaria on his way to Galilee because he is exhausted from the journey. In the heat of the day, Jesus is thirsty and a Samaritan woman approaches to draw wet water from the well. He asks her for a drink and she is taken aback that a Jewish man would speak with a Samaritan like her. Jesus speaks to her about the water he has to offer in John 4, verses 13 and 14. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. Later in the Gospel of John, the Gospel writer makes it clear that when Jesus spoke of the living water he had to offer, he was speaking of the Holy Spirit. What this means is that not only did this woman meet Jesus at a wellspring, but that she met Jesus, who is the wellspring. She didn't realize until later that she was meeting the only man who could ever offer her eternal life. She meets the wellspring of living waters, Jesus the Christ. She has no idea how radically this one encounter with Jesus will change her entire life and will transform the story of her pain and brokenness into the story of God's grace. I think this story is indicative of so many people in my generation. Like the Samaritan woman, we are going about living our life caught in our own shame and brokenness. She comes out alone to the wellspring in the heat of the day when no one else will be there so she won't have to have her pain and her vulnerability exposed to anyone. But Jesus sees through to the core of her suffering and in love identifies with it and he offers her something better. My hope for Wellspring is that those are the kind of people who will want to come to be a part of this church. The broken, ashamed, and vulnerable kind. Maybe you've been broken by the world. Maybe you've been broken by your own choices. Maybe you've been broken by the church herself. That's my story. Despite that, I still believe that Christ made the church the answer for the world's problems and that his spirit still indwells it and transforms it. If you've been broken and are ashamed, you need an encounter with the wellspring of living waters. You need to meet Jesus. You are welcome at Wellspring. Jeremy Burt, December 11th, 2019. That still rings true to me. My heart has not changed at all. That's exactly what I think now, two years later. I hope that the word is central to everything we do. I think it has been. And I hope broken people feel safe here. I hope they feel comfortable. I hope they feel like this is a church that can remind them that this is the plan that God had. There's no other way around it. Even when it hurts, even when it's, it's broken you. This is the plan. So, uh, although that is very central, it will always be central to me, this kind of, these two core passages that I really thought of when I I started thinking about what Wellspring was going to be. They'll always be central. I do think that the Lord continues to speak to communities as they go along, right? He gives new words. And the word I felt from the Lord for this year 
uh, is this. I try to have verses when I, when I connect to things, right? And so this theme that I'm thinking of is the theme of thankfulness. And maybe I'm just taking you along for the ride, which is, uh, you know, that's kind of a pastor's prerogative, I guess. Um, I need thankfulness. And so I guess all of you are going to have to come along for 2022 to be the year of thankfulness. Uh, I hope you need it. If you don't, that's great. Good job for being thankful. But I know I need it. And uh, this year, I've realized I need a year of thankfulness. I need to look past the darkness that I see all around and find uh, the light. Find what's good. Find what's filled with hope and joy and peace. And so I, uh, I found this verse in 1 Thessalonians 5. It's really three verses. Um, it, you'll, it's interesting that it's three verses. pretty short. Uh, but it's three verses. And I think it's going to be central, the central verse I have for this next year. You know, part of what this celebration Sunday is, is, is a looking back, it's a, it's a thanking God for what's been, but it's also a looking forward, right? It's looking to the future. And this year is thankfulness. And so I have this verse in 1 Thessalonians 5, and it's actually really, it's really good that it's in 1 Thessalonians because, of course, if you know First and Second Thessalonians, uh, those are the books that talk about the day of the Lord, right? The coming of Jesus. They're books that are where we get the wonderful word rapture from, right? We find that all in 1 Thessalonians, which is apropos of the fact that we're going to be studying Revelation this year for most of the year, not all of it, but most of it. So that works great. But this is the verse right here, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 17, and 18. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, and in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you. In Christ Jesus. Yes, thankfulness is not just a nice virtue. It's not just a happy thing. It's not just a good thing to help your heart. It's actually God's will for you, that you would be thankful in all things. And so this year, that's my goal. That's my prayer. And that is my promise to you. I'm going to learn to be thankful. And I'm going to bring it up again and again and again. And I'm going to bring up this verse again and again. And I'm going to continue to pray thankful prayers. And I'm going to see the light, even in the darkness. And so I commit that to you this year. I hope you will join me in committing 2022 to be a year of thankfulness. That year three for Wellspring will be a year of of gratitude. Um, At the same time, as this being a year of gratitude, I also don't want it to be a year of complacency. And I've thought about this a lot. I want it to be thankful. We're going to be thankful. But I also don't want us to just be satisfied. We got to push on, right? I love every single person who's here. Cross the board. Every person. Love them deeply. I want to see more people I love deeply here. I want to I grow our community. And so while we're going to be thankful for what we have, and we're always, I'm going to be thankful for every one of you that's here, I'm not going to be satisfied because I want to move forward. I want to see the kingdom grow. I want to see people come in to the depth of relationship we have in Wellspring and have them invited in and be brought the same level of, of scripture and relationship that this community so excels at, loving people well and including them and bringing them into the fold. And that's what I want. So, that's kind of the theme for the year, just so you know. That's where we're headed this next year, thankfulness, but, but not complacent. We're moving forward. Also, this verse worked out perfectly because I thought it was a perfect structure for the night. 
So this actually, not only is this verse uh, wonderful right here, but it's also going to be our structure for this evening as we celebrate. And we're going to do each of those three things. We're going to rejoice always. We're going to pray without ceasing, and we're going to be thankful in everything. And so this kind of gives the structure for what we're looking at tonight. And so we're starting with rejoicing. Rejoice always. Rejoice always. We got a lot of things to rejoice about. This last year has been a great season for us. It's been a hard year for the world, for sure. But it's been a great season for us. One thing, you saw it when you walked in, that I'm really excited about, that I'm going to rejoice over. I love, I love our logo. <laughs> I'm really, I, I don't know, every time I see it, I'm just really thankful for it. You know, we spent so much time on it. And uh, Nathan did such a great job making it. I just love to look at it. It makes me happy because it, 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 it symbolizes all the things I'd read in that letter in one image, the well, what it means to have an encounter with Jesus, what it means to not go dig your own well and stay close to the real wellspring. I love that. And that's one thing that I'm rejoicing about. I'm rejoicing that we have this now, that we, we have this image that, that represents the community. That's really precious. Another thing I'm rejoicing about um, our finances, I'm, I'm just going to give you an update. We currently have uh, t- about $29,000 in, in our checking account right now, which is wonderful. Uh, we have a lot of money saved up for what we're doing. We have very few expenses. Obviously, we rent, rent Hillwood uh, for the night service, but that's wonderful. It's great that we have finances to do what we need to do. We have another 5000 in savings in case anything were to come up or anything, you know, who knows what could happen, right? Well, I think we've seen over the last two years that anything can happen at any moment. And so we've got another 5000 in savings. That's wonderful. That's, that's news to rejoice about. Yeah, you can give it a clap, Monique. Thanks. Sophie, why didn't you clap? What are you doing? You just ate pretzels. Anyway, that's a, that's a reason to rejoice. It really is. We're in a good position. You know, we're, think about it. Look at the size of our church. Look how small we are. Small in number, but, but that is a great financial gift that we have to use for the ministry of this church, and, and I'm grateful for it. So thank you guys for all of you who have given. I'm just very, very grateful. Uh, thank you. Um, another thing to rejoice about, really our year has just been wonderful. So Monique put us a little slideshow together of some pictures that I want to show you. Here's our park event. That's our first one. That's at Cromwell. We had a wonderful time. That's, everyone's lined up to play some bocce ball. That's great. We had such a fun time. Tyler picked out that spot. It was perfect. He found a sec- the second park you, you chose was also awesome. They were both great. But that was so fun. Here's some more pictures of our, of our uh, park events, right? There's Shireen. We're missing her tonight. But there she is. Dad and Glenn are in the right there. You can see standing up. That looks like Gwenny over there. Hannah's right here in the front. And got some chips. Classic mix, of course. Oh my gosh, there's Sophie. Uh, Grandpa's putting Sophie to sleep. And there's Soph. Look how small she looks. She doesn't look like she has a mullet. It is. Yeah, the colors are a little faded. There's Shirley and Soph with her hat on. That's like probably one of like three seconds she would keep that hat on right there. And there's Glenn and Eli hugging. So sweet. Those were such a special time. I'll tell you what. Whoa, okay. Woo! I don't know what happened there. 
uh, yeah, that, that, those were such great times. And of course, we're all missing the sun now. I mean, you look at those, it makes it kind of sad, huh? And there's Kendall and Soph and Gwen playing. There's Monique with Sophia on her head. The ladies sitting around having a chat. And there's Joyce. There's sweet Joyce. Twinsies sitting right next to each other. The ladies having a nice chat. What? Shireen's holding your soccer ball? That's cool. There's everyone lined up. There's Nate missing him. Everyone lined up playing some bocce ball again. There's Matt. There's the, that little grill. That was, that's worked out good for us. I had never used it before these events, but that worked out good. And the zip line, of course, that was so fun. Yeah. Tyler and I think that's Eli. And Tyler and me and Soph right there. Nate in the background. Aaron leading. Love it. There's Sophia getting ready to preach right there, it looks like. She's ready to go. She's obviously less mischievous because Nash hasn't come around yet, so they haven't, they haven't paired off for, for trouble. There's Gary and Ann. There's Greg and Joyce again. Yep. It is, yep. There's Lathan in the back. See him? Us all on stage. Yeah, I have no idea. The image is completely washed out, so I'm assuming I'm preaching on Genesis. There's the kids in the kids area. I don't know if you guys have ever gone back and seen it, but that's what it looks like. I'm sure most of you have, but there's Kendall and Soph and all the kids playing back there. Gwen is, of course, reading. Right on the, right on the side. I love this picture on the left right here. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if you guys, uh, I don't think I've shown you that picture, but I love it. It's like one of my favorite pictures of my parents I've ever seen. They just, they look, they look so in love. <laughs> uh, no, it's a sweet picture, though. You, uh, it's just cute. It's sweet to see you guys smiling, and you guys did such an awesome night. Uh, really, this whole series, the whole, the whole rest series we did has been so beautiful, and I've I just been grateful for the time. Um, to be off the stage and just be, be one of the community. That's been precious to me. Uh, there's Aaron leading while the kids are singing. I mean, that was, I'll tell you, that was spectacular. I couldn't believe the kids did that well. It was, it, that was unbelievable to me. They were amazing. All right, here we go to our Christmas party. There's our friends right there. There's Greg. There's Hannah and her sister having so much fun building all these gingerbread houses. There's Gary and Ann again. Tyler, that's Nate's back. Shereen and Aaron. Shereen and Aaron are ready for, for some serious uh, gingerbread right here. They're get their immaculate house. Looks perfect right there. And of course, you'll notice Matt and Nate both on their phones in the background. Really, really building community right there. <laughs> I love that. You can't escape the phone. Listen, there's like 30 people in the house. So I got to get on my phone real quick. Love it. There's the kids. Sweet with their houses. There's our cookie spread, which was epic. Man, we, ha we had to eat cookies for like three weeks. That was insane. Glenn and Shirley talking, having a conversation amongst themselves. 
Gary and Ann and, and Mom right there. Actually, if I had to guess, this is probably Shirley getting ready to do some cleaning. She's probably helping clean up, get stuff clean. There's the kids again, dance. That was when we were dancing to music. That was sweet. And the kids with their last candy. And there we go. Yeah, and there's Joyce on her phone in the back. Yep. It was a good year. There's much to be thankful for. We had a wonderful year. I'm so thankful to, to have shared it with all of you. One more thing I'm rejoicing about. Uh, this is the first time you guys are going to see this. I'm really excited about it. I know I've talked about it a lot. I've built it up. Hopefully it can actually live up to the dream. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but I'm really excited about my series on Revelation. And uh, I've been studying now for, for two months almost and reading a lot of resources. I'll tell you what. Can I tell you one thing up front? If you think I'm going to solve it for you, I'm not. It's unsolvable. People have been doing it for 2,000 years. I'm not going to get in the game this late and figure it out. I, I tried. I did my due diligence. But thank you, Glenn. I appreciate it. I need your wisdom. But these 2,000 years, man, they haven't, they haven't got, they're still arguing about it after 2,000 years. But here we go. Anyway, here's the image. It's called Revelation, the Book of Comfort. That's going to be our series image. It's, again, the colors are a little odd. They're, they're faded out on the screen, but it's a really beautiful, uh, beautiful painting. It's called the, the, the Martyr's Last Prayer is the name of this painting. Don't worry, it's in the public domain. We're good, Aaron. Uh, it's a beautiful painting by a French, uh, French painter. His name's Jean. I can't remember his middle name. Jean Jerome, I think is his name. Uh, yeah, but there it is, right? Look at that, everyone's, all the spectators all around in that group of Christians, with the elder right in the middle standing, all praying their last prayer. And that lion coming out. You, can, you can't totally see it, but there's another lion and a tiger there in the corner coming out. Why? They're going to eat them, sicken them on them, probably starve those, those beasts so they'll eat those Christians. I don't know if you noticed, but there's a bunch of crucified Christians around the circle They've been covered in, in tar and pitch, and they're li lit on fire. They did that to people, for real. Somehow, in the midst of a situation, even like this painting, Revelation's a book of comfort. That's the paradox of it. It's actually a paradox that in the greatest suffering that Christians face, and they always are facing it all around the world, They've been doing that for 2,000 years too. That even in the midst of their great suffering, when they're being conformed to Christ's death because they share in his sufferings, still there's comfort to be had. And the book of Revelation is meant to be that comfort. That everything's going to work out. That God's going to win. So I'm excited to get into it with you. And that's I'm rejoicing over that because I've... Spend a lot of hours thinking about it already. A lot of hours. Okay. So, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. I, the, again, like I said, joy is not really my thing. I'm not good at it. So, when I hear prayer, I typically think of praying for, 
for grief. <laughs> That's just how I think. I think about praying for people suffering. I think about praying for, for the pain of people. And so with pray without ceasing tonight, I had a few things I wanted to do. Um, first, I wanted to have my good friend Lathan come up for a minute, if you would. Is that okay, Lathan? Would you be willing to do that? Hey, buddy. I love you. Come on up here with me. I'll help you up. We love you, Lathan. We've been praying for you. We're going to continue to pray for you. But can I pray for you real quick right now? Heavenly Father, thank you for Lathan. God, we thank you for his sister and her life. We thank you for all the time they spent together, all the life they shared together, Lord. And I just pray that you would continue to bring comfort to Lathan's heart as he grieves his sister and the loss of her, Lord. I just pray that you would do justice in this situation, that justice would be served, and at the same time that your kindness and your peace would be upon Lathan and his family uh, in, their, in their midst of their grief, in the midst of their pain. We're so thankful for him, and we love him. We're so grateful he's a part of this community. Bless him this week. Would you be with him and help him to know how much he's loved by you and by Wellspring? In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Lathan, don't, don't go just yet. Uh, the church wanted to buy you a gift, and we thought that this would be... Uh, I, you, you, still, you have a balcony in your apartment, don't you? You do. Okay. Well, I thought, I thought you did. I wasn't sure. But we thought this would be a special gift as a reminder of your sister and that you could think of her every time you saw it and heard it. It's a, a wind chime. It's a glass-blown wind chime. So you'll hear, hear that sound. And uh, think of her, but we wanted to give that to you from the church, Lathan. Thank you so much. In, in honor and memory of your sister. Thank you. We love you. Yeah, that's the other thing I was thinking. My dad and I, when we come, okay. go to breakfast, we could come help you put it up. Absolutely. I'd love that. Let me help you down. Okay. You're welcome, Lathan. Love you. Yeah, yeah, you can, Yeah. Uh, Mom and Dad, if you want to come up. You need help? I think I We love you, and I'm thankful for all you guys do uh, for the church and for me and my family. And uh, I'm just, I'm grieved with you for your loss, Mom. Can we pray for you? Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for Janice. We thank you for who she is. I thank you for her love uh, for everyone. But particularly, I thank you for the love of her twin, the one that she shared all her days with since conception. Uh, I just pray that you would bless her. I pray that your spirit would be near to her and that she'd sense you close, that she'd feel your arms around her, that she'd feel your spirit balming uh, on her heart that you would just give her that sweet peace. Uh, and at the same time, would you help her to, to feel free to shed tears and grieve and um, mourn her sister at the same time knowing that, that her sister is with you and safe with you. And so we're grateful for that, Lord. Uh, bless, bless Janice and bless my dad, bless Jerry, as he comforts her. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Mom, we... Uh, also from the church, we wanted to get you this, and we actually, uh, you know, it's, 
it's probably doubly sad uh, for everyone because, you know, we all know Joyce. She, she's come to this church many times and, and been a part of this community, and so we really were grieved to hear about that. And I remember um, when, when Bob died that Janie got a wind chime, and Monique remembered that and wanted you to get that too. And so uh, we actually bought one for you and one for Greg that we want to give him when we see him. But here is, a, here is this beautiful wind chime. So that when you when you hear that you can think of your sister, and uh, I hope you like that, mom. Yeah. That'll that'll have to help me put it up. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, we love you, and I, I've got one over here for Greg as well. But we'll give that to him next time he's here. Nice. But I, you well, take that. They, he had a funeral to go to today. Yes, yes, he did. I know, I know, she did. But anyway, love you. You're welcome, Mom. You need help. Okay. <laughs> yes, we we love you. We love both of you. Love you, Lathan. Love you, Mom, Dad. Uh, we're, we're grieving with you. We grieve with you. I'm sorry. And we will continue to pray. Pray without ceasing for you. Uh, for you, Lathan, and for you. Uh, for you, Mom and Dad. Dad's just up here on the stage now. He's just decided to cut in. Um, should I make you wait, or you got something to say? Well, I thought since you were giving out gifts, that now was a good time for us to give you oh, a that's... card from the church. Thank you. You're welcome. That's very nice. Well, you can stay up here, actually, if you want. Um, uh, because I'm not done. Dad's trying to steal my thunder, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll it back on him. Uh, our, last, our last section here. And everything give thanks. Um, I've got three three guys that I love deeply um, that I get to share every week with. And so uh, Aaron and Tyler, if you guys would come up, and Dad, you can stay right here. Uh, I just wanted to take a minute uh, to talk about thankfulness. And when I think of thankfulness, I think of sharing uh, my days with these three guys. And I'm so grateful for them, uh, for each one of them. And uh, I've had a gift. I've had this gift in mind uh, for a year and a half, actually, I think, probably. Uh, I wanted to get it for you. And guess what? The Lord worked it out that it was on super sale that I found it. And so that was awesome. And so I got three of, I got one for each of you. Um, And I already have one. Monique bought it at full price for me, of course. Uh, But this is a a special gift. Uh, I, I hope you guys enjoy it. But it's also a symbolic gift. And the reason is you guys are uh, the elders of this church, and you have worked so hard. And um, I, I don't know if you know this, but the Bible says the elders who, who work hard, who are diligent, who are, are good teachers and good, good men, they're worthy of double honor, it says. And uh, you guys are worthy of double honor. And so I, I got you this gift. Um, I hope you like it. It's, a, it's actually a Bible. Uh, it's a unique Bible. I have one for each of you. Uh, Aaron, I'll give you. Where's that, buddy? Yeah, everyone's like, whoa, that's a hefty Bible. Must be like one of those leather-bound ones from the 1800s. That's huge. Uh, no, it's not. It's not. It's a, volu- it's a six-volume set. Uh, and I got you guys one for each of you. And like I said, I already have one. Because uh, I thought it was a symbol of the unity of our heart. And uh, I know you guys can attest that we've all shared our hearts together. 
And uh, that set, the thing I like about it, and I don't, I don't think I've told you guys about this before, but uh, it's called a reader's set. And what's special about it, it's really nicely made first. So it's really high quality paper and it's, it's bound in cloth. It's really cool. Um, but one of the things that I love about it and I think gets so distracting about Bible reading is you've got all the stuff. You've got your, your notes and you've got your, your reference, you know, all these references. You've got the chapter and verse. And these are treated like they're novels. So it's stripped out all of the extra stuff that just gets in the way of the word sometimes. And it just presents it like you're reading a book. And uh, there's something really powerful about that, to not be the distraction of everything else that other people have put in and just have God's word before you. So it's a six-volume set. It's, set. it's separated into the Pentateuch, the historical books, the prophets, um, the poetry and psalms, I think it has together. And then uh, two New Testament has gospels and acts and then the letters, epistles, and revelation. And so my, my thought in getting you guys this is just as a, uh, a symbol of our, our eldership together, uh, a symbol of the fact that our hearts are united. And really, um, when I thought of what I could give you guys that would show uh, who, what I think of you and who you are to me, and um, the thing that I have to offer to you, uh, my heart always goes to God's word. So I thought that would be a, a fitting token for you guys as elders of this church. And I just want to take one minute. I'm going to make you guys hold those. I know they're heavy for another minute. But I just wanted to say one thing about each of these guys and thankfulness. Um, so I'm going to do that. Uh, I'm going to start with my dad. We'll, we'll, we'll go with age first. Uh, dad, uh, if you, if you don't know this, uh, you know, we've kind of separated our, our roles a little bit. So we kind of are in charge of each area, but my dad is in charge of kind of the hospitality aspect of the church. And, and he is, um, I don't know any man that does hospitality. I mean, maybe Glenn, but other than Glenn, I, I don't know any man who does hospitality like my dad does. And I'm just grateful for everything he's offered to everyone his whole life. And he's offered to me so much. And uh, I'll, be, I'll get real, real. My dad and I got in a fight last week uh, because I was telling him, I was like, he, he, he's such a pragmatic person. He just likes to do stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to air us out right here. Maybe I'll air out a fight with Aaron and a fight with Tyler next. Um, <laughs> But we, he's such a pragmatist. He likes to just get stuff done. And so he always just comes over and does stuff at my house. And I'm like, well, I got mad at him finally. I'm like, Dad, you do this every time. I'm like, do you not get I don't want you to do it? And, he, you know, we were fighting. And I said, I want to do it with you. I said, I want to spend time with you. I don't ask you over here to do these things because, I, you know, I definitely need his help. I'm not denying that. But... I don't ask him over here because I want him to do it by himself. It's because I want to spend time with my dad because I love him. And, uh, and I think in light of Joyce, I realize you never know the time. And I'm just grateful to spend the time that I get to with you, Dad. And uh, to have you on this team, I think all three of us can attest that um, your thankfulness is an example for this year. Because I, I don't, you are consistent in the blessing of God upon your life. And just what more could you ask for 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 how blessed you are in your life. That's always how you speak, and it's an example to all of us. And so I'm so thankful for you uh, on this team. I'm thankful for who you are. And uh, God bless you this year, Dad. 
recap. Uh, we'll go to Aaron next. Aaron, uh, Aaron, if you don't know, I think you all know because you see him every week. But every week, his, his role is worship, right? And, that, of course, that extends well beyond uh, songs, right? Songs are beautiful. I love songs. Aaron's a great worship leader. Um, but he's really taken over the area of worship. And as it relates to, like, how I think of him, he is just a man that everything he does, he wants to be about God. And uh, that's why he's perfect to lead for worship because he doesn't think we got to go in and sing some songs so we can worship. He thinks, what can we do and what can we, what can we show that would show how much we love God, how, how much we want to lift up his name, how much we want to just lift him up and make him made great. And Aaron is a constant reminder to me a constant reminder to me of just God's gentleness. And I, I need that. I need that in my life. And Aaron is that in my life. He's a reminder of the gentleness and kindness. And, uh, you know, when they talk about Christ being meek, that's interesting. You know, you don't, you don't always remember that. But he says he's meek. And that, that humble gentleness that Aaron always has uh, reminds me of Jesus. And I need that in my life. And I think we all know that Aaron is just a thoughtful, kind-hearted, uh, doesn't want to have conflict with anyone. He wants to be at peace with all men. And he, he, he exudes that. And so I'm just so grateful for you, Aaron. I'm grateful for the way you lead worship, uh, not just here on Sundays, but how you lead us in worship uh, every time we get together. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you, Aaron. And lastly, Tyler. Friends, since we were 14, long time, Tyler, uh, Tyler took over the ministry of prayer. <laughs> and he, he has. <laughs> I don't know if you've paid attention when he prays each week, but his prayers are so powerful. They're so spirit-filled. And I'm so uh, blessed to listen to you pray each week. I wish everyone could be at our elder meetings to hear you pray each week because they are just, every week, <laughs> we pray for everyone in our church. We pray for everyone every week. And uh, every week we're like, okay, Tyler, did we hit everyone? Because Tyler's got it. Tyler's gonna hit everyone that we missed every week. It's him. And you know, it's just funny because <laughs> Tyler never seemed like he'd be the guy to get up here and like speak on the mic or anything. You know, our whole our whole friendship. Uh, that's kind of my my thing, I guess. Um, but I am so grateful that for whatever reason in God's plan that He put prayer in your lap. That that was from Him, because your prayers are uh, you're an intercessor, and your prayers have power. They've had power in my life. Even just this last week, like I prayed before service. Uh, Tyler prayed a prayer for me this last week that felt so honoring, so so uplifting to my spirit when I've been down. Um, and I, he, I don't know. Tyler just cuts to the core of me, I guess. But I'm so grateful that you've taken that over, man. I'm so grateful that you continue to pray uh, for this church and for me and for uh, my family. I mean, uh, what, what could mean more to me than listening to you pray for my kids. Uh, that's, I mean, it's the best. And I just, I love you. I'm so grateful for you. I'm thankful that you've taken over this ministry. And I know Wellspring, in large part, 
for the last two years, but especially in this next year, uh, what we've achieved is in large part due to the fact that Tyler has committed himself to pray and that those things are going to happen because his prayers, the prayer of a righteous man, is effective and has power, right? James, like Elijah, that's Tyler's prayers. So if you could, uh, you know, unshut the sky, Maybe we ha- uh, pray that some people will come. We'll, we'll up this from Tyler. Due to Tyler. Uh, I love you. Thank you. So let's give it up for these three guys. Yeah. Yeah, love you. Love you, Dad. Yeah. Aaron already peace, but I'm going to come down and give him a hug real quick. Okay, and then this is, this is kind of my last thing. I, I, I just want us to have some time to just be together and, and pray. Uh, not pray, though I love praying. But I want us to have some time to just be together and enjoy each other's company and, and go out and have snacks. We've got dessert this week, some nice desserts this week, and just have fun. Uh, but I have one more thing I wanted to do um, in thankfulness and probably, probably the most overdue uh, thing that I'm going to do. Um, Oh, a long time coming. So, Monique, can you come up here? Hi, baby. Hi. Um, so when we had our last, uh, the first uh, elder meeting we have each month, we have the whole team come. So my mom and Mo come and the kids come. They're not really part of the team. They kind of just mess around. <laughs> but we love them and, uh, and they're special. But um, Monique and mom come uh, that first first week of the month every month, and um, and this month uh, I, we had these prayers and we're doing our prayers and everyone loves being a part of them because they're like super long they're like two hours and everyone's like oh these are going to be so awesome and um, and I prayed and I prayed for Monique and um, we got home that night and we were laying in bed and she was like I, I so she's like you prayed so awesome for everyone. And then you got to me, and you, like, gave me, like, three words and then didn't say anything for me. And uh, so I'm revealing the other fight. Uh, and I, I said, I, I was like, I prayed for what you asked, what you asked for. Like, you, you wanted to pray for other things. You didn't ask me to pray for you. You had me pray for other things. And she was like, well, I've, I've been waiting all this time. I heard the way you prayed for Tyler, and it was so meaningful and deep, and then you never did it for me. And... Uh, and so I guess that was a mistake I made. So I thought to honor her, I'd bring her up here in front of everyone and pray for her. Mm-hmm. And so if you, could all, if you could all pray for Monique, if you don't know, um, the reason Wellspring works and has worked uh, is because Monique puts up with me. Um, I don't mean that facetiously. I mean that truthfully because she puts up with me. Because uh, there's a lot that comes along with being Jeremy and Monique has to put up with all of that. And um, I'm just grateful for her. So I wanted to pray for her. And if you would join me in praying for her. And, and also, she's just such a servant. And everything that Wellspring does is, in part, she's got a hand in uh, behind the scenes. So let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for Monique. I thank you for who she is. I thank you for just her kindness to everyone. I thank you for the fact that she is uh, the glue that makes everything stick. She's the grease that makes everything smooth. She does everything uh, well, and I'm just grateful for her. I'm grateful for her wisdom and her care. I'm grateful for the way she loves everyone around us. I'm grateful for the way that she loves our kids. 
Uh, I know it's been a hard season for her being away from the kids while she's working, and uh, we've had some, some long, tear-filled conversations about that. Uh, so I pray that this year you'd bless her, that you'd help her to have, find special moments with each of our kids, with Gwen, with Eli, and with Sophia. God, that you would give her memories to hold on to of these days, even in the midst of working. God, I thank you for her, uh, the true beauty that she exudes that is so precious and so so meaningful. And, and of course, your scriptures tell us what's the beauty of a woman. Uh, it's a quiet and gentle spirit. And so we're grateful for that spirit that is in her. We know it's your spirit. And so I just thank you for, for who she is, who she's been, uh, the long years, a decade of years that she has committed to loving me well and putting me first. And uh, I can say for certain that I don't know uh, many, many men who are, have the privilege of having a wife who adores them the way my wife adores me. Uh, she's always, always adoring to me. Uh, most of the time, I don't deserve it. And so I'm thankful that, that she has just committed herself to uh, upholding me and encouraging me and edifying my life and so committed to the life that I've chosen. She's, she's completely a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just so thankful for that, Lord. Would you bless her this year? Would you help her to be honored? And would you help this church to uplift her in these days? We love, we love you, Lord. We're so thankful for the blessings of everyone. We're thankful of the blessings of Monique, but thankful for the blessings of everyone at, at Wellspring. Mm-hmm. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. amen. I love you. you. Well, uh, that's that's all I have for you, really, uh, tonight. I want us to go out and enjoy each other's company. Uh, I have one last thing I wanted to do uh, because I said I said it earlier, right? Uh, if we're going to have some stuff happen, I, I need Tyler to pray for us, and so I'm going to ask Tyler to come up, and he's going to pray a blessing over this next year over 2022, that this year, the third year of Wellspring, would be full of life and and love and just full of uh, your goodness, God. And so I'm going to turn it over to him. He's going to come pray. Um, After I say one more thing, (laughs) which is this. uh, I love you. I love all of you. Thank you for being a part of this vision with me for two years. It's been precious. And I have uh, I'm grateful that you guys have been willing to accommodate me to live out my dream, which is to teach the scriptures, because I love to do it. I've committed my life to doing it. I've spent uh, you know a decade in academic study and really been studying the Bible my whole life, and um, I really believe that this is what God made me to do. So thank you guys for being willing to, to be a part of that with me. Uh, but more than that, thank you for being my community. Thank you for being my family. And I'm grateful for you.